0: what I say to people is what I do is not recommended. It's not advisable. It's something that I've kind of fallen in. I'm embracing it. I'm trying to create some entertainment for people, but it's not a lifestyle that I would say is in any way like (laughs) fun because downing 24 hot dogs in like a minute is cool at the time. And I did not know that I could do that, but that is cool (laughs) as shit. But I would not tell girls, to learn to do this, because what's the point? I mean, I, mean, I do it for my job.
1: There, there, there is a point, uh, and if you could, uh, is there any way you could teach my wife? <laughs> cup to cup. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Welcome everybody to Cup to Cup episode number eighty-three. On this day, June 30th, no, you know what, scratch it. I'm not doing the on this day thing. I gotta be honest, I've kind of been slacking on them. Like they kind of suck lately, these on these day things. So- uh, Accurate. Um, I'm gonna give you a little fun fact. Uh, the world record for the most jelly filled <laughs> donuts eaten in three minutes is 10 freaking donuts. <laughs> You kiss ass. Just introduce
2: her. Just introduce
1: (laughs) her right now. With that being said, the world record holder is our special guest today, Miss Leah Schutkaver.
0: Woo! What an introduction. Hello. (laughs) Welcome, Leah. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure.
3: Uh, Because he's so shell-shocked right now, uh, I'm I'm Jason, by the way, uh, and this is Chase. Hey, say what's up, Chase, because he doesn't care about us. Hey.
1: I don't care about you guys.
4: Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. That's accurate.
3: Like we discussed, uh, Leah, we will play Florida Man. We'll introduce you to our wild state and crazy-ass people with this crazy-ass headline. Uh, And on that note, let me hit the intro to that segment and we'll play real quick. All right, rules are simple. I'm going to read a Florida Man headline with a few blanks and everyone will try to fill in that blank. This Florida Man is out of Pasco County. Uh, I don't know where that is, Leo, so it's not that. Pasco.
1: It's pronounced Pasco Pasco,
3: uh, with an accent. Uh, And (laughs) this Florida man was arrested for allegedly threatening another with a machete for not doing what?
4: Cleaning up his dog's poop.
0: Okay. For jaywalking. Jaywalking? Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. Hmm. For he was threatening because he uh what did it? say it again say it again uh
3: Florida <laughs> man arrested for allegedly threatening another with a machete for not doing what
1: man for not having sex with his wife <laughs> okay <laughs> so another not per-
0: wearing a mask
1: <laughs> they not no, wearing a mask no. hey, I wouldn't be surprised on I wouldn't yeah.
0: jetty out on somebody for not abiding by the law I mean. Why wouldn't you? Yeah,
3: it's accurate. Florida man arrested for allegedly threatening another with a machete for not flushing
1: the toilet. Oh,
3: (laughs) (laughs) your face, Leah, is great.
4: You're like, really?
1: (laughs) Wait a second. Nope. This is Florida. Florida. This is Florida.
4: That's just a common everyday thing.
0: Obviously, that's just a conversation, isn't it? That's not like a. That doesn't require machetes or any kind of.
4: No, it, it definitely requires a machete. He had to get his point across. Of yeah. So, <laughs> so I usually
3: bring a backstory for this. Um, so his name was Keith. He's 46. He's accused of painting or, sorry, uh, pointing a a broad blade of a man's face and demanding he flush the toilet after using it Saturday. When asked why he needed to threaten him with a blade, he said, shit happened.
1: <laughs> shit literally. Happen. Yeah literally happened
0: and obviously the media just had a field day with this
1: oh absolutely oh that's it that's just a tuesday yeah (laughs) yeah so it
0: wasn't technically a machete was it it was a pointed object (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. that dude's gonna have
4: like ptsd every time he goes to the bathroom from now on
0: (laughs) at this
3: point this is when we introduce you and we learn all about you um like i told you prior to recording i am incredibly sorry for the listeners if they're not interested, but I know they're going to be. And I know this episode is going to go a little bit longer because like I said, I was watching it with my wife. Uh, We watched probably 10, 12 videos. And the first thing she said when she saw you eating was, how is she so skinny? uh, And how does she do this? So you are a pro eater. You're seven times world record holder, uh, Guinness world record holder, and you're a bodybuilder, correct?
0: Yeah, correct.
3: All right. So how did you end up doing this? Let's start there.
0: Okay, well, I have a bit of a um, colourful history, but as a long story story short, I started competitive eating in a competition against my brother. I have an older brother. We've always been very competitive against each other. Everything became a competition. Even folding laundry became a competition. (laughs) Every meal time was like... My mum was a chef and she used to just make big sort of sharing meals. So in my household, you either ate quick or you didn't eat. So it was just one of those types of houses. I'm sure lots of people can relate. Had an older brother. I've got a dad that eats like he is ridiculous and he's definitely exactly where I get my weirdness from. Um, but my brother in 2013, and we're going way back he did a local restaurant food challenge 10 times failed every single time and he'd come home i was dieting for a bikini show that i was doing i was really obsessed with bodybuilding and he'd come home and i'd be like so how did you do like did you smash it because we're known for being big eaters my family are known for being foodies so he'd failed again and as a normal sister i'm like well you're just letting the family down with your terrible performance and he called me out and he was like well you know you're so good after your diet after your show and he really belittled it he was like after your little show you come and you come and do this challenge then and i was like you know what okay we kind of publicly had a little bit of a back and forth like on facebook on one of the posts that the restaurant had posted. So the restaurant knew who we were. So when I turned up one day to this restaurant for the first time ever, they were like, so are, are you going to do it? And I was like, uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, why wouldn't I? So I ended up just going in and smashing it. And I set the first record and the waiter and was what like- was the
4: challenge?
0: So the challenge my brother failed was a burger challenge. Looking back now, it is minute because I have done challenges so much bigger than that. Um, But back then it was like the biggest thing that I had ever seen, the biggest burger I'd ever seen. It was like a new thing for the UK to have like these supersized meals. Uh, So it was something completely out of the box. Man versus food became massive on the TV. So then restaurants were just like introducing these food challenges. But when I turned up, they were like, we have a new dessert challenge, which is a stack of waffles. Do you want to try that instead? And I said, yeah, let's do it. So I did that. I set the first record. The waiter was like, the manager came over. He was like, you need to come back. We need to see you again. You need to come and do the other challenges that we do. And I just went back and went back and went back and set records across the menu and at the time, it was just like my cheat meal because every other day was like a super clean diet day, um, and I was very depleted through the week. Obviously, I bodybuild, I'd, like I basically overtrained back then. I just trained far too much. I never ate enough in the week, so I was a very lean person. I was on keto, so these meals were like a massive replenishment, a massive refeed. Strength went up, energy went up, and I just felt like like i've revived um so they gave me a lot of life and actually gave me a lot of love for food again because before that i was super strict on my diets. i thought if i have a cheat meal i'm gonna get fat i'm gonna lose the momentum of being lean and being like the size that i was and it it really did change my life it did because the words spread like wildfire and i suddenly became that girl that did that challenge around my area, my friends were talking about me, people would go to the restaurant and then find out that I was the person that did the challenge. But back then I was super shy and I had Facebook just to connect with friends, but I had nothing else. And I just didn't document any of it. And I didn't like having my photo taken. I didn't like being on camera. And I just, it just wasn't my scene or wasn't my thing. So it was just a bit of fun. And then I was contacted by tv tokyo that are the battle of the big eaters which was the world championship eating competition that is a japanese tv show that um does the world championships in new york and they get four countries teams of four and they will like invite them over to new york to take on each other in like this world championship and it all went on to youtube so they contacted me actually called me at my work i was working as an interior designer and they basically said come to London we're doing the qualifier we've invited all the big eaters in the UK come and see how you do and I ended up winning and I was like oh my god I'm actually really good at this this is crazy <laughs> like what but I think it's just the com- like it's a com a combination of both being extremely competitive I am like when i do something i like do it a hundred percent i don't do anything by halves. So if i'm going to commit myself like i'm i'm in i'm in especially if it means being better or beating somebody else I, I don't know what it is about me considering my day-to-day life is very docile generally speaking i'm very chill and i'm like i want everybody to do well until they're up against me <laughs> and then i'm like i'm I'm <laughs> I'm going to destroy you. Like all due (laughs) respect. Um, so that is just how my brain works. And I try to be like a really good sport as well. But then when I do really well at something, it's like, right, this is my thing. I've got to do this. And it just took off. It just took off. I traveled to, I I won the qualifier. I went to New York, competed at the world championships. I was speaking to, um, Team USA, which are fantastic. And they were like, you need to set up a YouTube channel. We were invited to the second year of um, the world championships again, because they liked us. And apparently they did, they tried to see whether they can get a Canadian team over, but Canada, they were like, no, like they're no good for our show. So they preferred (laughs) the UK team they'd had before. And they were like, come back and it was complete it was all paid for it was like a brilliant experience it was a week in new york all paid for meeting the eaters from japan taiwan australia america it was um, the most incredible experience and so the second year i was speaking to a couple of us eaters which you'll be very aware of um and they were like you need to set a channel up you need to set up a youtube channel because people need to see this journey and at the time i'm like oh no, you know, I just like my like normal life and like my my nine to five job. Like I had a mm. career and and my boss is very conscientious of what I did outside of work and how I how I was seen on social media. And I was super shy and super awkward and really weird. So I thought, no, maybe it's not for me. But then I ended up setting my channel up and I was kind of dipping in and out of uploading videos and testing waters and. I committed myself fully about a year ago and I just thought you know what this is if it's worth doing like 50 percent, it's worth doing 100 percent. and I just thought I'm gonna take the plunge a lot of things happened in my life and in my career and everything and I thought you know what I don't need to actually like split my attention between all this stuff and I just embraced it I'm like right I forget being this like interior designer like forget that life like talking to people about textures and colors and all that stuff and let's just eat for a living and (laughs) that sounds amazing kind of worked in my favor so far um but it's been it's definitely been a journey i've i've kind of had to uh, make something that has never been created before especially in the uk i feel like i'm kind of setting the pace. And people either see it in two lights, and it's like either this is great, this woman's completely breaking a mold, or women should never do this, people should never do this, this is wasteful and weird. So it's like finding the people in between that are like, okay, I'm intrigued, show me more A
1: few things that 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 I noticed in your videos, uh, and you mentioned them in what you were just saying, was one, that you said you grew a passion for food. You can tell that you actually love some, most of the food that you eat. <laughs> uh, and um, our boy Chase would definitely uh, join you with that uh, passion for food. Hundred uh, percent. He has a great passion for food. Uh, and also you said that, like, you know, you kind of surprised yourself. You could tell, like, after some of your challenges, you're like, I can't believe what I just did like that was amazing. You know? So, I mean, those, those are two things that really pointed out to, uh, or that came, came out to me.
0: Yeah, I think that I go into challenges that I, I like to show food that people would want to eat. So I want to sort of create an experience as opposed to just create a freak show. I realize what I do is very circus, but I'm like, if people actually look at the food and they're like, I want to try whatever that is that she's eating and if i'm enjoying it people want to eat too and i think that it's like a very um it's a very intimate sort of exchange where people love watching people eat and then people love watching people eat something they're enjoying even more like tenfold hundredfold i was i've forever been obsessed with the food network and i love watching people like anthony bourdain just try stuff like even just try a bit of something and I just want. I'm like on tender hooks, just waiting for him to explain what it t- what it tastes like. So yeah, I definitely enjoy. I would say like probably about seventy to eighty percent of the challenges that I do. I would say quantity definitely destroys that that delicious flavour. um But you can definitely enjoy like a good fifty to sixty percent of what it is that you're doing. um But beyond that is just a challenge, and I just think get to the end (laughs) just do it (laughs) um and then yeah so i think definitely i definitely enjoy food i'm definitely like a big foodie person i see the value in that
4: what's been the hardest challenge that you've done what was the one where you're like i i just don't think i can do this but you still made it through
0: okay so funnily enough the first one that came to mind is the qualifier for the world championship which i mentioned that was now i don't know whether you may or may not know what a scotch egg is.
3: Mm-hmm. No. no. You, I don't.
0: You don't. So a scotch egg is a hardboard egg. And then it has pork meat, like, on the outside encasing it. Then it's kind of rolled in like a breadcrumb. And then it's deep fried or mm-hmm. baked.
1: That sounds delicious.
0: Uh, but, n- uh, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I'm not a massive, I, I'm a very, like, fresh clean mediterranean feeling like wait, wait. that type of food lover i love things that are fresh like fresh grilled meats fresh chopped salads grilled vegetables like that is me i i'm not a massive fan of things that were popularized in the victorian era so anything that are sort of preserved pies tins of things and it's just not my favorite so anything sort of wrapped in fat and wrapped in pastry and deep fried is like ah oh, I can eat Sounds it. delicious. <laughs> yeah. It actually does to me now, but, <laughs> but scotch eggs are definitely not one of those things like pork pies that I really like want to eat. So the qualif- qualify for the world championship, and I think this is partially circumstantial too. It was in winter on the Thames, which is in London on the top of a boat. So on the top deck of a boat outside. A big row of tables and it was 30 minutes on the clock eat as many scotch eggs as you can cold so you're cold the scotch eggs are cold you've got ketchup and uh, whatever other condiment you want to eat it with to get you through and I think I got to 15 scotch eggs which is basically 15 eggs plus the meat plus the bread plus the cold disgusting (laughs) Um, and then because it's for Japanese TV, you have to pretend that you're enjoying it because they're all about the etiquette. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
4: say so it was like a lot
0: of nodding and the camera's in your face and you're like, just oh trying to like goodness. eat as fast as possible, have to eat with a knife and fork. Cause it's all about etiquette and yeah, that was tough. Really, really tough. And yeah. I never felt so queasy after a challenge ever. The last five minutes I coasted. I just, I just sat there. They're like giving me more, but no, no, I, I've won. Like, line.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I said the uh, those Scottish eggs sound delicious, when you said cold, that sounds disgusting. Cold. Yeah, you lost I'm me there. Absolutely not. Nope.
0: cold atmosphere. you're cold the food's cold. It's just not not pleasant.
4: We live in Florida. We don't do cold.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. it, it can be. I'm not made for the cold weather. Not at all. I was definitely made like somewhere. I was supposed to be put somewhere Mediterranean, but I. <laughs> I've been misplaced, and this
3: is where <laughs> I am. Now. So, how do you train for something like? Is is your training when it comes to eating? Because, like, when I watch you eat, like, what was it, twenty four hot dogs in a row? You're downing those like one. You're not even chewing. You're just you're swallowing them whole. Like the burgers, the wings. By the way, I watched the Eddie Hall one with the, with one of the wings ones, and uh, that man needs to learn. He can beat my ass, so I apologize. But that man needs to learn how to eat a chicken wing properly because he left so much meat on that bone. uh, (laughs) It broke my heart. That's a big faux pas in my
4: eyes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is a huge faux pas. And he got a lot of stick for it in the comments. (laughs) Nice. But I did warn him. I've done chicken wing challenges against people before. And I, I briefed them up. I'm like, make sure that you are cleaning the bones because people will pick you up on it. They will be like, you do need to split them you need to find where those bones are, pull them out and put all the meat off it. you are not saving any time, not eating it. You actually not, yeah. but I forget that some people, including Eddie don't have the capacity that some competitive eaters have. So for us, it's like, just, just, just clean, like just clean the bone. Just do it. Yeah. I'm guessing they're trying to give themselves more of an opportunity to, to win because yeah. But yeah, never works.
3: No, no, no. <laughs> do you train your stomach or like, how does that work? Cause like, I just don't, I, I can't comprehend when I watch you down 24 hot dogs And a I can't understand how that's working in your body. Like do you jiggle and you feel hot dogs moving around down there?
1: <laughs> you do do a little shimmy, like I noticed that. Like, yeah.
0: So this is a really weird like thing for me too because every time I do something different, I surprise myself. I am like, what just happened? What did I do? but it's i think that there's there's a few things sort of combined you can train your stomach capacity but i don't because it's actually really dangerous um and i worry that i'm going to actually stretch my actual physical skin i don't know like i don't know what it is i just have this block in my head like the bodybuilder inside of me is like don't allow your stomach to be so extended for too long because like you you may hurt yourself like yeah So eating food's one thing, but actually physically trying to stretch your stomach from what I understand is really dangerous. And I promised my parents I wasn't gonna go into that. Um, But I know that I have a big capacity. I know that my dad also has a big capacity. So part of it is hereditary. It's something that I have always been able to do. I was an overweight kid because I could eat a lot of food and I never had that thing that said, stop eating, you're full. Mm -hmm. So I have like, since like, before the beginning of time I could eat more than my older brother and he was a rugby player and he was this big guy and I could always out eat him and my dad easily I could eat double what he ate so I think that like psychologically I didn't have that registering of fullness so I would even eat beyond satiety a lot and so to get on top of my weight I then had to learn about nutrition learn about timing so how often do i need to eat food how much do i need to eat i don't feel hunger nor do i feel fullness so i just need to make sure the food that i eat is of the weight and type that i need to be feeding myself nourish myself properly and drink loads of water in between and if i ever felt hungry which was very rare at the time i would just drink water and just eat what i needed to eat to gain the muscle that i wanted to gain and reach my goals but it was never a case of eating to fullness. So even now, if I was to go on like a very casual meal, I don't just order everything on the menu. <laughs> like I don't go on a date and order like a million plates. Um, I can, but I realize how weight works. And obviously you eat loads, you are gonna put on weight. So I, I'm very much aware of the whole calories in versus calories out phenomena. And uh, I'm very in control of it
3: too. My wife said, uh, that was one of her questions was, what does she eat normally like is she going out and go like destroying <laughs> bars or is she actually like a normal person I was like good question writing this down so I yeah. think
0: I eat more like a, like a bodybuilder on prep day to day because food to me is fuel like I don't eat for necessarily enjoyment I just eat for function so it's, it's just fuel to me in the week I don't obsess over it too much I know what it's very i have a very basic diet a very very basic i try not to spice too much or use too many condiments because it gives me cravings so keep it very clean drink load i drink a lot of water and i say that this is very important because if you're fully hydrated your body's not going to crave certain types of foods too um and if i was to go out i just eat something that i'm going to enjoy eating but not necessarily huge amounts of it just Be calm, cool, be chill, be normal. All
1: right, well, here at Cup to Cup, we don't really have filters, uh, so you let me know if I'm crossing any lines here, but I'm going to ask you a question.
3: Our <laughs> phrase pretty sorry, now it's like,
1: oh, God. These poops, like, they got to be the worst, <laughs> right? I mean... They gotta be the worst.
0: Did you not know, like, that? So women were like a different caliber.
1: <laughs> you don't poop at all.
0: Like far, like beyond the realm of comprehension, and I couldn't even go into the idea that we may be in any way better put together than men. So we probably will just skim over and uh, and go on to the next question. Wouldn't want to offend you, you know.
3: Well, of course, yeah. It's funny because what like
0: well i I found you because
3: i think i followed eddie hall and he posted one of the videos uh, with you and him eating and then it kind of crossed my mind because when i think of a competitive eater i think of like this huge obese man or like chestnut like uh, the whatever his name is chestnut the guy that eats all the hot dogs yeah, yeah joey chestnut so like when i saw your page there's this beautiful bodybuilding woman that's downing like 10 20 donuts and burgers and wings and then like you have some scandalous, like, attractive photos on your on your Instagram. And I'm like, I don't scandalous. understand scandal. I don't know. not scandalous, is I'm scandalous now. Like, so the All are the listeners for.
0: going to yeah. check out my Instagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right? yeah. Where do you're I welcome. get onto yeah. this? <laughs> Where do I find the
3: scandal? <laughs> Coming into your Instagram, I apologize. They're not scandalous. <laughs> but you're very attractive. You're very fit. So, like, you do not meet the, meet the stereotype that I, like, envision. So, like, when you go to these competitions, like – Do you feel like you're getting looked at or like if the people they don't know you are you like just wait you're about to get schooled on this kind of thing
0: (laughs) so i think this is obviously i'm very flattered but i genuinely think that i'm not necessarily um like i'm not attractive in like a very generic like Today sense attractive i think that maybe i'm attractive in the realm of competitive eaters so i think that i may not be like the fittest person but because i'm a competitive eater people see me as this really like in shape person so that's how i consider it i just think i'm not like the greatest thing in the world but because of what i do i create this very i almost create this very nonsensical image of a person doing this thing and the fascination is also what sort of makes what i do so different and so interesting and what kind of gets people hooked onto it and i think in a really positive way i kind of show that i mean i've been bodybuilding for 10 years it is kind of part of my life and it's what i do um and that bodybuilding mentality and lifestyle is something that I have adopted and I've owned for such a long time so now I'm having to find how I'm going to toe the line with a very extreme lifestyle so I have a lifestyle where I eat very minimally through the week so that I'm able to do a challenge to entertain people and I know that influx of calories is going to affect me and affect my body and affect the way that I look so I'm very methodical in the way that I portray myself because it does look via social media, because Instagram versus reality and all of those beautiful things, the whole smoke and mirrors, it literally looks like I can do a challenge one day, next day I look lean, but I don't, because I am a human, if I overeat, I've overeaten, and my body thankfully gains and loses weight respectfully, so it means that if I overdo it, my body will show that, and so I need to rein it back, so I'm not ever going to be that person that's like... I would never jump into something not cautious and not ready. And so I'm very uh I think I'm more self-critical than anybody can ever be critical of me. And so I know my body really well. I've kind of been the overweight girl, I've been the underweight girl, I've been the kind of girl towing in between somewhere. And I've kind of fallen into what I'm doing now and I've been tested to like this level. But what I say to people is what I do is not recommended. It's not advisable. It's something that I've kind of fallen in. I'm embracing it. I'm trying to create some entertainment for people, but it's not a lifestyle that I would say is in any way like (laughs) fun because downing 24 hot dogs in like a minute is cool at the time. And I did not know that I could do that, but that is cool (laughs) as shit. But I would not tell girls, to learn to do this, because what's the point? I mean, I, mean, I do it for my job.
1: There, there, there is a point, and if you could, uh, is there any way you could teach my wife? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got Eddie. Like, how do I teach my wife to swallow eggs? <laughs> I'm like, you don't, you don't want a wife that can do that because she's like instantly <laughs> got superpowers over you. You don't even know it.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's probably true
3: yeah when like uh, eddie was eating those chicken wings I, it was blowing my mind because like your hands are so petite next to the chicken wing and you can see the whole chicken wing and then you see eddie's hands next to it and you you don't even see the chicken wing it's gone and then no but you look at your plate and your plate's like gone compared to his i'm like i don't i can't comprehend what's happening
0: so it's so the mental perception is another thing that adds to the fascination it's that we associate big men to eat more but actually mm-hmm. It's the smaller, slimmer athletic men that can eat more. And that is because at school, they were bullied for being a skinny kid, right? So they spend a lot of their life eating and eating and eating and eating, and their body's processing calories like crazy because they're probably much taller. They burn calories at a much higher rate. And so they teach themselves to eat far more their capacities are far better their rate of function is far higher than the guy that knows he can eat loads and when he eats he puts on weight because he's not as active his body doesn't work as a high of a rate so i've learned that when i try to start putting on weight for like bodybuilding like lean mass i found that i was pushing myself to eat the oats in the morning to grow my capacity you you develop a discipline with eating where you are eating for a purpose and not just eating for the sake of eating like you're eating because you want to get bigger you want to be stronger you want to reach a certain goal so it's fascinating i've done challenges against the biggest guys and i've actually had like tall thin men that have smashed it and i'm like whoa
3: shit, you did good <laughs> <That's> awesome yeah <laughs> so there's one question that i would kick my ass for not saying or asking uh what are the the records that you have right
0: now okay so i've got the guinness world records because these are the ones that are all formal um the fastest time to eat a terry's chocolate orange uh that was 65 seconds and everyone thinks they can do it but i've not had people beat
1: we have have no idea what that is oh (laughs) sorry
0: i do see (laughs) confused faces but okay let me explain (laughs) i
1: I watched the video but I, i was still a little like i don't it doesn't seem that hard
0: So a Terry's chocolate orange is basically, if you imagine a chocolate that is a shape of an orange with segments of chocolate, orange segment shaped chocolate um, flavored with chocolate orange. Does that make sense? Ah, So it comes wrapped in foil in a plastic casing inside of a box and it's sealed. And the timer starts, then you pick up the box, you open the box, you take it out of the plastic casing, you unwrap the foil then you have to smash it on the table to open the segments apart
1: i saw you smash it i was so confused i was like what is she th- i think she just ruined everything
0: so this i'm not aggressive like that it is just the a there's this chocolate core sure? <laughs> there's a chocolate yeah. core that it then it then breaks all the segments apart and then you can sort of take them in sections and eat them uh, but yeah it was a really tough challenge it was my first ever record and i did that in 65 seconds so i'm glad that i've got it no one's beaten it yet not formally so i'm hopefully gonna hold it for a little bit longer uh the second and third records that i did were the fastest time to eat a burrito which was 42 seconds and i beat it again into 35 seconds and i'm a big lover of burritos so it was always like a really good really good record to have
3: what's the measurement for the burrito because there's so many different burritos
0: yes it's a large burrito it has everything including rice meat everything that you'd expect in a traditional burrito um and it should weigh a minimum of 600 grams so almost a pound okay oh yeah it is a pound uh yeah, you, you work in pounds, don't you? Not grams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I appreciate
3: yeah, you doing yeah. the conversions because we're stupid and we're lazy. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's about yeah. a pound.
1: <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> it's about a pound.
1: That record probably impressed me the most. I was watching you eat a burrito. I was like, holy shit, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, she's the real deal.
0: Well, I think what impressed people the most of the first burrito video is that I actually f- I failed my first attempt. I had to get it in 50 seconds and I did it in 54 seconds, but I didn't know what had happened. So when the cr- I had this big crowd, of filming for TV. I was like, what What happened? I, I I, don't know what time it was. And they were like, oh no, you failed. And I'm like, what? Then I heard my mum's voice from like the back of the crowd, like do it again. So I <laughs> no said, shit. can I do it again? And they were like, oh my God, yes, you can. So I did it twice in one sitting, like within minutes <laughs> of each other. Twice? Yeah. And the second time I did it in 44 seconds.
4: Holy. You set the record the second time.
0: Yeah. 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 It's not quite as impressive as the next one because the next one is the egg challenge. So the fastest time to eat three pickled eggs. My first attempt was disqualified, uh, because I had some egg in my mouth at the end of the of the records you have to open your mouth to show the judges i opened my mouth had some egg they disqualified me so i went for it again with the same tv show we went to film it again first time i attempted it um i had dropped the second egg on the chair next to me and caught it and put it in my mouth and still managed to do it in 12 seconds the time to beat was 22 seconds and i did it in 12 and i was like yeah done good and the the production manager the producers were like do you mind doing it again just in case that drop was going to disqualify us and i said okay bearing in mind i would just eaten two burritos and three (laughs) eggs and i'm allowed to another three eggs so i was like yeah cool let's go so first egg went in i went to bite it it went straight down and i was like what So then I just did one, two, three, boom, 7.8 seconds. Set the record.
1: Is that when you kind of realize your gag reflex? Like, you're (laughs) like, oh shit, I can do this. Looks like I have
0: got like actual real life, like superhero powers. Like this is insanity. So yeah, this is when I realized I could do this. And that like, I don't have this fear in my mind. I kind of give things a go. And sometimes it works out for me and I would work out that I'm very weird,
4: so everybody's weird at least your weirdness like works for you
0: (laughs) i'm making it work for me (laughs) i'm like how can i make this work for me because look i can't avoid it like i'm so bizarre
1: that's kind of why we made this show because we're freaking weird as hell and we're like we put the three weirdos together it's entertaining i love
0: it that's how it should be it should be like people embracing what it is that they love to do what they love to um talk about and just like talk about it because people want to hear it um the next record was the fastest time to eat three mince pies i assume that you know is around christmas time and mince pies are everywhere here you don't know what it is kevin mince oh gosh okay so mince pies are (laughs) what do they teach you in florida (laughs) like did you miss like the british culture school (laughs) class
4: very much so that's what we learn in Florida. They teach us to flush.
0: Uh, wow, unless you get, if, if you don't, you get a machete in the face. Exactly, that's, that's how you learn. Over here, we don't have that risk. People just look at you really like unapprovingly <laughs> if you do anything wrong. And then probably find somewhere to queue because that's what British people are really good at. Um, mince pies, so quick schooling on mince pies. Mince pies are basically a small pie. They come like around two bite size, size. Um, and they're a pastry case with a, it's called mincemeat, but it's uh, like sultanas and raisins and things like that, like all kind of mush up inside, like a pie filling. And then it has a little lid on top and they put some sugar on it. And it's like so popular over here. Um, you can both buy them fresh and sort of like pre-made manufacturing type stuff. So they're very dry. They come in a short crust sweet pastry. Uh, but they're exceptionally dry and this record doesn't permit any drinking so you have to do it all dry it's three mince pies so the fastest time to eat three mince pies and i did it in like 52 seconds i had to beat 60 seconds i was not confident with that one at all i was thinking i'm going to fail this but it was at the end of like a long shoot and i thought you know what let's just go for it let's do it and let's see how we do did it in 52 seconds and i was like I'll take that. Awesome. Like, can I go now? <laughs> it was one of those. Um, and then the second one that I broke that day. Let me think.
4: That day. I know. That's what I thought, too.
3: She like, says that day. I life.
4: She's like, that day.
3: This
0: was September 25th, 2019. Like, I remember these, like, record-breaking days because I stress and have nightmares about them running up to the day. And we'll do like a big shoot where we'll film more than one record i'll probably break one or two and then we'll do like the photographs to go all the evidence to submit it's it's a long long day but filmed that first one uh, it was the fastest time to eat a muffin with no hands so this was actually set i think in the states was like the original record he set it in like 28 seconds and you have the muffin inside of it, it's like cup you yeah. put it on the table and your hands have to be behind your back and you just have to sort of dive face first into this and just eat it. And I managed to do it in 21 seconds. So that was oh, like, a, that was a good one. Did you
1: smash your face at all?
0: I didn't, but my nose, I've broken it twice already cause I used to play rugby. So like my nose is already like very fragile. And I, I do get a bit of a fear about like actually smashing my nose on a table. So like I did go in a little bit cautiously. Um, but very much like I, I went in, but as much not to break my nose again. Gotcha.
4: I want to be the person who like comes up with these competitions. Like, who's the guy who's like they've got to do it with their hands tied behind their back?
0: Listen, I have attempted records that seem almost impossible, like a Ferrero Rocher. You know the little chocolates. Mm-hmm. The record for one single one of those is eight seconds, and you think I could eat one of those in eight seconds, no hands it's inside the wrapper what no hands (laughs) eight seconds inside the wrapper do you eat the wrapper you gotta take it out so It's inside of the wrapper. You're not allowed to eat the wrapper because that was my first question. Can (laughs) I? Can I eat the the wrapper? I do not do it. What are you supposed to do then? So I actually gave it a go because just for banter with like the adjudicator, he was there. He's an expensive guy to have there, so we were like, let's just try.
1: Let's get them all out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I just put it on the table and I had a little test run first, and I figured if I bit a little hole into like the top of it and spun it over. I could sort of squeeze it and it would pop out, but then you still need to eat it in like eight seconds. So the whole process just took far too long and I, I just could <laughs> not do it. It was delicious when it finally got into my mouth, but that, <laughs> it was no good. That's insane. And my most recent records, gosh, let me try and remember. So I've got the fastest time, no, the most sausages eaten in one minute. Yes, most sausages eaten in one minute. I did that quite recently. The donut one, which you mentioned earlier, which was Ooh. the most donuts eaten in three minutes It's actually absolutely smashing it on YouTube. So I'm so happy. That was 10, right? You got 10? The, the,
1: the donut thing that blew my mind, we're talking about the speculation, the things you have to do like, she couldn't wipe her mouth. Or lick her lips. Like. Or lick her lips. Yeah. I was like no no i couldn't do it
0: so that's sugar all over my lips and i had my mum in the background going don't lick your lips because I heard her, yeah. the first two attempts i stopped it because i was like i just licked my lips so i stopped it straight away because i know that i've got three camera angles on me one's a slow-mo like you could zoom into that slow-mo and be like that yes. is definitely a a case for disqualification so i don't take any risks i just i if i fail if i know i failed i stop and i start again so i'd actually started again twice and already eaten two donuts each time so my mom was like, "Do not lick your lips. Do not lick your lips. Do not lick your lips." Just to remind yeah, she me. Said
1: like every second donut. <laughs>
0: and people are like that's so excessive. It's not because when you're doing a food challenge, like my brain is like mush. I don't know what's happening. I don't see or hear. I forget things very easily. It's just the task, and eating these sugar donuts with no drink, and you have to get it all down before you move on to the next one. There are a lot of like intricacies that can really trip you up so i I take them very seriously can you tell (laughs) too serious and then you said right before we started recording you just did one but
3: you i know you mentioned you don't want to talk about it too much but you just sent in another record to make it 10 right
0: it's gonna blow people's minds like if it gets approved like it's it's a crazy challenge and to put it lightly it was it was almost dangerous at one point and you'll see on the video, if it ever, like, if it gets approved and it gets, goes up there, like, people are gonna be like, oh my god, like, I had anxiety. And Live people alligators. are gonna feel it for absolute sure. Like, my boyfriend was saying, he was like, um, we've got to stop. And I was like, no, like, mid, mid-challenge. Really? Seriously. Because I knew I had it. Like, I know I've got it. I, I knew that I got it. Um, but I just had to sort of get over this one little hurdle and then I was like, go. And then literally I lost some time and I just made it up and fingers crossed. We've got it. And uh, yeah,
3: how long does it take for the, like Guinness, to like review it, take it back, send it back to you and say, you got it. Uh,
0: so they give you like a rough estimate of about 12 weeks. You can speed up the process. Um, but you have to pay for that to happen. So it can take a long, long time. Um, they do have to review, but because it's food challenges and they tend to be only really like a minute's worth of footage to review, they're a lot better. And because I've got more than one world record, they kind of recognise my name and stuff. So they do try and push things forward for me a little bit faster. So yeah, I'm fortunate in that sense for sure.
3: And then so that's twelve or that's ten. And are you going to stop now, retire, or just kind of slow down, or just?
0: Um. So my goal was ten, and I I just right. thought. 10 and then i am like i'm hanging at my cutlery like i'm putting my bib away but i know myself and i know as soon as an opportunity presents itself and say a tv company wants to film something wants to do a record like i would be open to doing it but what i'm putting a stop to is me going out and pursuing it myself because it's it's expensive it's time consuming like you need to have witnesses and adjudicators and people around to help you do it. So it's a lot of an ask of, of people to do these things for you. So it's very all-consuming obviously very worth it but I, I think that's it now until somebody else wants to sort of take the responsibility of the admin work and then i'll just do the eating because that's all i'm really good at
3: <laughs> that needs to be like a local like your local news needs to just hire you as a weekly or monthly segment where they take you out and just try <laughs> new you. challenges like it, that is like perfect like easy t- television like i tune in every time like all right let's see what she's out there and then that helps the community helps the restaurant get exposure and then you see For sure you knock out this crazy uh challenge
0: i really wish that they had the same attitudes as you over here in the uk but they just don't and i'm slowly trying to introduce that aspect where above being a competitive eater i am a foodie i am very into independent restaurants and independent food places and i want to use what i do on my platform to help them promote them in turn make content for the people that like watching people eat so unfortunately the the value isn't seen over here of doing that and so a lot of competitive eaters and people that do food videos in the uk end up doing like mcdonald's challenge and five guys challenges which i find a real shame because we've got such a scope and such an Uh, an opportunity to really help cities in the uk Mm -hmm. really promote local businesses and that's my passion my passion is to find the great spots to eat design a cool challenge get people to go and try and beat my record like that is the type of stuff that i would love to do um and it's slowly it's happening but people just don't see the the value in it yet i don't think so
3: i feel like your two hundred thousand subscribers on youtube say different so hopefully eventually (laughs) they get they get the clue and realize all right this might actually be something let's bring her on so that would be cool as hell
0: i'm hoping so i think when i collab with eddie because he's like in his millions um you only ever have to say that you're doing a collab with eddie hall and they're like falling over tables like moving everything moving the earth to accommodate you but when it's like little old me coming in (laughs) they're like oh no we don't we don't need it or don't want it and or we're not sure they're not really like they're not really sure how to how to think about it but really it's just a bit of fun that is that is all it is it's fun and entertainment
3: don't get me wrong, like, Eddie Eddie is cool. Like, I've been following him for a while since uh, he won, what was it, 2017 or something like that, uh, like the strongest man. But, like, it's not so much him being in the video as much as the size difference. Like, seeing him next to you and you demolish it is what <laughs> yeah. I actually get really into. Like, he's – don't get me wrong, like, I'm starstruck when I see Eddie. But when I see – this house next to this little car like it doesn't make (laughs) any sense so that's why i think it's cool
0: yeah we definitely like found like a really cool balance there and it made me feel like so good that i ended up approaching him about it in the end because i was really shy of approaching or asking anybody to collab with me and i just didn't see the value that i had to him and what he was and what he did. I just thought that it would be a cool video and it ended up being a really cool video and both of our audiences love that dynamic. Mm. So I definitely thought that it was cool. The funny thing is that on social media I look like a small girl but I'm quite like a big woman and Eddie made me look like a 12 year old. Like he actually dwarfed me.
3: How tall are you?
0: I'm 5'8 so I think it's like 170 and... I'm about 70 something kilos. So like, I'm quite a a heavy girl, a kind of way, like as much as a teenage boy. So like, I'm not a small girl, but he made me feel like I was like teeny tiny.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, He'd probably make anybody, yeah.
0: Yeah, like he's a huge guy, but like he, the perspective of it was incredible but imagine if i was like a normal-sized woman next to him it would be like even more ridiculous
3: um we'll talk about it before the end of the episode where to find you and like follow you but where what is the youtube channel called that they can find you right now and then we'll, we'll we'll bring it up again in the notes and at the end too
0: yeah, cool. So people can just search my name in Google and all of like me will come up because I'm the only yeah. one in the world, fortunately. So Leah Shukkiva, L-E-A-H is my first name and Shukkiva, S-H-U-T-K-E-V-E-R is my last. And yeah, I come up everywhere. Shakieva official.
3: I uh, When I typed in your first name, you, your stuff popped up in the first like couple like feeds. So like, there you go. Like, it was that easy. I was on a, uh, I wasn't subscribed. I never saw any of your videos. I just typed in your first name. And then right away, I think the first one that came up was your McDonald's challenge or something like that. One of the few. And then I was just, it was just going over 15, 16, so of videos. Yeah.
0: I actually hated my last name for such a long time. I was I was bullied for it at school and everything. And now I'm like, it is the sickest thing in the world to have yeah. a unique name because that's what you need now you need algorithm and you don't get better than that
3: (laughs) exactly yeah that's awesome all right so um on that note this is where we're gonna nerd out we're gonna jump into the bracket we're gonna (laughs) nerd out about some movies i promise you we're gonna be quick uh we're not gonna like spend thousands of minutes like diving into these movies but we will find the best two movies out of the matchups so let me hit this um intro and then we can get into that
1: it's It's bracket
3: time time, baby. baby Get excited. All right. So again, thank you to the hundreds, actually thousands this week that ranked, uh, the top 32 eighties action movies, uh, and voted on our weekly matchup polls and a special thanks out to our peeps at eighties forever and ever group who keeps sharing our stuff and getting us exposed. Um, so this is the time that we go over those weekly matchups, um, which will be, uh, number three, Beverly Hills cops versus number 30 above the law. Um, this, I feel like that's going to be a very clean sweep. No one cares about uh, Steven Seagal. Uh, number 14, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark versus number 19, Scarface. Um, again, the, the votes are based off of four kind of criterias, um, Leah. It is how much action, how 80s did it feel, how is the storyline, and is it a classic you would show your kids? Um, and this is the time that we play our buddy Chris. He gives us a little quick fact in his opinion on these videos or these movies. So let me play that, and then uh, we'll dive into our thoughts on these movies.
5: It's bracket time. Up there I go. I'm getting myself excited again. I did it again. (laughs) Hey, guys. Chris here dropping in to give you my thoughts on the bracket for episode 83, which features number three Beverly Hills Cop against number 30 Above the Law and number 14 Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark versus number 19 Scarface. Interesting matchups. I'll start with the first one here, Beverly Hills Cop and Above the Law. And I got to get a quick facts. You know, I I know Kevin can't wait to hear what my quick facts are. So I'll start with this one. Beverly Hills Cop, I don't know if you knew, was the first film to be released to over 2,000 theaters in the United States. I'm just waiting because I know Kevin's just rolling his eyes right now. So Anyway, that's my quick fact on this one. For this matchup, the phrase clean sweep, I use it, but I was looking that way for this one. Beverly Hills Cop, to me, they... They both had good action. Um, obviously, the ending of Beverly Hills Cop, I won't spoil it, but a lot of good action there in the final act there. Above the Law had good action, so the action for me goes to Beverly Hills Cop. 80s feel, I mean, the soundtrack, bro. The soundtrack for Beverly Hills Cop is alone won the 80s for me, so easily 80s feel there. Storyline, both I enjoyed Beverly Hills Cop storyline more. Above the Law, decent storyline. There, honestly, there's something about Above the Law that I just, I don't know, just wasn't. Wasn't into it. It wasn't a bad movie. I just wasn't really wasn't into it. And the classic feel in Beverly Hills Cop is is a classic. This is actually the second time I watched it, but this is definitely one that I would show to my kids because, I mean, Eddie Murphy's hilarious and I think did a real good job in the 80s and especially with this one. So not to use it, but clean sweep goes for Beverly Hills Cop. That moves on here. And then we go to the next matchup. And for me, this, I think, was the toughest matchup I've come across so far in the bracket with Raiders of the Lost Ark and Scarface. And my quick fact for this one is that this is the only Indiana Jones film to be nominated for Best Picture for an Oscar in 1983. Oh, excuse me, 82, rather. It was nominated. It didn't win, but still pretty impressive that it got nominated. So that's it, Kevin. Until next time, those are your quick facts. And then we'll start (laughs) going down the action. I mean, again, Indiana Jones has that adventure action Whereas Scarface, you know, just has straight-up shootouts and all sorts of the stuff we're looking for. So I gave the action to Scarface. It was close. Really, all these categories were close for me. 80s feel, I mean, I know previously in the last episode, Paul made a good point about, you know, Indiana Jones is the 80s, you know, during all the movies came out then. But Scarface, you know, again, another one like Beverly Hills Cop just had the music and really just gave me a feel of watching an 80s movie. So I go with Scarface. And then for the storyline, again really close but i give the edge to raiders of the lost ark just because that's my favorite indiana jones movie and i just really enjoyed the story not to say scarface didn't have a good story they both had a great story so that was one of the closest categories for me and then the classic one again this one was really close they're both really good movies i could see wanting to show my kids obviously you know one being when they're a little older both of these (laughs) movies but i again i give the edge to raiders of the lost ark it's just it's my favorite movie it's I don't know for some reason it's my favorite Indiana Jones movie so I give that the nod and then so in my mind that's two, two each I give it to Raiders of the Lost Ark it's very close Raiders of the Lost Ark gets my vote so those two for me moving on and I'll also break, use that as the tiebreaker for Twitter since it's another fucking tie for some reason <laughs> but those are my votes and my little dollar Venmo Jason got it right last time this week whoever can guess the runtime for Scarface how long the movie Scarface is without googling it I'll send you a dollar if you don't get it right, sucks. You don't get a dollar. So two, that's two my hours thoughts and and until next week. Minutes. Peace.
1: What do you say? 249, Just two forty-nine, Chase? Two hours and Holla. forty-nine minutes. <laughs> um I would
3: say like two hours and uh seven minutes.
4: No, it's way more than that. Uh, I
1: was gonna go two f- seventeen.
4: What do you got, Leah? It's definitely more than that, bro.
0: I'm gonna go more towards three hours. I'm gonna go like yeah. two. You
4: said 47, right? 49. I said 249. Yeah. Okay,
0: I'm going to go to 37. Okay. Mm. All right.
3: So you saw how much we dive into this in Nerd Outlia. So I'm going to throw you into it. I'm going to have you go <laughs> over Beverly Hills Cops versus Above the Law. And I know you mentioned that I don't think you saw Above the Law. And I'm just going to preface this. Uh, it wasn't a great movie. Don't even worry about it. Um, But what are your thoughts on Beverly Hills?
0: Well, I did have a little recap of all of them. Um, Above the law, obviously, Steven Seagal of the time, I feel like he was probably the right right look, but he was not... It was his first film, right? Like, it wasn't great acting, and I feel... Like there was a certain thing like the the scene the shower scene with Sharon Stone it was felt very awkward and I think of the, the <laughs> time it was almost like they didn't really know what was going on there um but the shower itself was beautiful and I think if you can appreciate like a good interior like that was like revolutionary but as far as like that love connection I don't believe was there so yeah. it was like probably would have been better with some better matching of characters and a better sort of plot there. Um, Beverly Hills Cop, love Eddie Murphy. I think he did such a good job. I think it was very forward thinking for the time to create this like humorous, like like 80s, it was very 80 feeling. So I definitely think that it definitely like took it there. Um, from the music to the outfits, to the offices and the old equipment, I say old, I'm sorry to everybody that is like (laughs) 80s through and through. I was born in 1990 though, so I'm an absolute, like not right to be talking about this, but um, yeah, it was definitely like that, that 80s feeling for me, definitely captured um, that feeling and it it definitely wins it for me. Mm.
3: It's funny you say that because our last guest, uh, last week, Paul, he lived in the 80s and at least for Chase and I, we were in the 80s, like infants. Like, we were babies, like, in the yeah. 80s. It's not that big of a deal. So, yeah, it is it is feel weird for us to judge these 80s movies because we're not really, like, living during them. But uh, I am definitely voting Beverly Hills Cop. It's just – it's really – I don't mean to, like, crap on above the law, but it would be a waste of my time to go through each one. It's just – it won a hands down. Again, though, Beverly Hills Cop does lack a little action here and there. Like, it, it does go, like, laws of, like, not doing a lot of action – so I don't know how far it's going to go on down this bracket, but I agree everything that Leah said. It was funny, the music, the action, the the way that like all the cops just the characters were great. Everything was great about that movie, so that's where I vote.
0: It started with an action scene, and then he yeah. like Eddie Murphy just emerges from this like lorry. Yeah,
3: the the yep. um what's it called the 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 bust in the in the the van whatever what he was doing the drug bust in the, the
4: truck yeah gun. in the yeah.
0: truck with the, the with truck. the boxes yeah yeah
4: yeah. yeah
1: that scene was nuts by the way i mean like that thing just crashing through all those cars on the roadblock i was like what the hell <laughs> like uh, for me it was pretty pretty easy i mean beverly hills cop wins uh how much action i'd say they were pretty close on action uh but i mean 80s obviously goes beverly hills cop uh storyline i mean i i really like the storyline beverly hills cop uh, above the Law is just like every other, like, detective movie you've ever watched, you know, like, uh, is a classic, you show your kids 100% Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, I will say, Steven Seagal, like, when I was a kid, I used to try to do, like, his little, like, just fucking, like, ninja, like, just like, <laughs> like he just like like, swatting hands that's all he did he would just like swat your hands like (laughs) tap you and then just like throw you off to the side next guy tap you like it's ah, like humiliating like he's like he just like kind of slaps you while he's a bitch slapping you he's He's like bad yeah uh so yeah beverly hills cop for me all
3: right uh what about you uh chase
4: Yeah, there's not a lot of point in, like, wasting everybody's time here. Above the law clearly wins, so we're just going (laughs) to... I'm just just kidding. Uh, Yeah. No, Beverly Hills Cop is going to be a beast in this bracket, man. It is... Disagree? No, man. I, I hardcore feel that way, man. Beverly Hills Cop is hilarious the storyline's great it's very 80s like yeah it probably doesn't have as much action as some of the movies on the bracket but everything else it has going for it mm-hmm. so beverly hills Cobb easily sorry steven seagal but your acting is fucking atrocious it's not good
0: i was being polite about it but no, yeah. no, <laughs> going in
4: no, no no need it's terrible yeah, he it's was he was really really bad in that he was movie. good
0: at the karate yeah. chop though and, and for he was yeah
4: well. he was he, he was really good at swatting hands away yeah
3: um, all right. So Facebook had Beverly Hills cop at 84% versus Above the Law 16%. Uh Instagram had Beverly Hills cop at 95% and then Twitter had it at 100%. So that was that was as clean sweep as you can get. Who are
4: these people that are voting for Above the Law? Like please explain why
3: troll trolling
1: yeah there it is you get a bell for that it's
3: absolutely trolls it's like look it's getting demolished let's just throw our vote to a bubble yeah all right um number 14 indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark versus number 19 scarface i'm gonna go with the same order leo what you got
0: okay i'm gonna be a little bit in the middle of the road here because I, i i'm sensing that indiana jones wins but what i'm going to say is that indiana jones is action-packed but it was not set in the 80s so i don't get an 80s feel from it it was obviously released in the 80s and that's when people Mm. experienced it for the first time but i don't think that it actually screams 80s whereas scarface it comes up with that drug lord drug culture moving to the states from cuba type of era where people are just doing anything and everything to make ends meet you had like this really like intense character this main character that actually was every guy's dream like they tell me one teenage boy that did not have that Scarface mm-hmm. image okay. print on their wall in their room like it was a sort of very iconic time and and lifestyle that people were fascinated by and i think it was just all kind of inspired by the whole escobar type storyline and i think that it was just it was so of the time and so out there but just it, it blew my mind people still quote it now so it's fantastic on the flip side indiana jones i didn't know this but they were actually going to call it indiana smith so i think indiana jones is a much better name so when spielberg wanted to do he actually wanted to direct a bond film but then they said actually no we have something better and they presented Indiana Smith and Spielberg was like, yep, yeah, great, love it, hate the name. And they're like, okay, how about Indiana Jones? And it was just like that, they changed it. So I think that Indiana Jones has created its own iconic sense, like the name, the fact that it was Harrison Ford, right? Harrison Ford yeah. was like this this great actor, this good looking guy that he was adventurous and did all this cool stuff. There's a bit, a few little bits of It was set in such a different time that it was almost meant to not be of something that we can relate to and i think there were certain parts where it kind of lacked that action and the ending was a little bit like meh a bit lackluster where he sort of left very disheartened that he didn't actually achieve what he wanted to achieve and you know it was a bit like our, our main our heroes kind of failed a little bit yeah i'm like i'm gonna be controversial i'm gonna throw it out to scarface on this one because i do think that i know i just think that even though i wanted to become an archaeologist because of the whole indiana jones era that was like my like this is so cool i went to jordan i went to see where it was all filmed i was a big fan like i love it but it's not like 80s it's more to me like 90s does that make sense so i'm gonna go with scarface
3: uh, I just want to let you know that you just one-up Chris with the facts. Um, yeah. I don't know one, why Chris chose those facts over your yep. facts. Like They're
0: presenting the UK. Woo-hoo. Chris, I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> also, man. Indiana Smith is an awful name. Terrible.
3: Awful.
0: Yeah. Awful. Yeah.
4: yeah.
3: That's insane. Um, all right. Uh, so I'll go over mine real quick. I kind of got to disagree with you, Leah. Uh, I am... Um, it's tough it is true like when it comes to Scarface and and our guest last week Paul he kind of hit it on on the nail like it gave me this 70s kind of feel but you are right Indiana Jones doesn't really have that 80s so it's kind of like that kind of negates both of them on that number but for the overall just like action it's kind of the same but the storyline just goes from goes to um Indiana Jones for me like it just I'm into it the whole time and this is just me. I can't stand drug movies because it always ends bad and it's like depressing at the end. They get addicted to drugs and they lose the woman and it never ends up with them. And I need a happy ending. I need a happy ending. I'm a <laughs> sucker for a happy ending. And I'm going to be honest with you. Indiana Jones wins it because it has a happier ending and oh I'm a baby. It sucks. God. I know. It was. What is that? Liam's <laughs> <laughs> face right now is like, you're, you're, I'm out. He
0: wasn't happy though. He didn't look happy though. Like, yes, yeah, so let's go on that date. But he was like, yeah, okay. You know, yeah. like you're kind of the consolation prize for my failures in this, <laughs> <laughs> this movie.
3: Fair, fair. I, it's, this one was tough. Like, and they're both iconic movies. So it was hard for me to go. I think, honestly, either one's the right answer, to be honest. I know that sounds like a crapshoot, but I think either one can be the right answer. So
4: PCJ um, over here. It was
3: very PC of oh,
1: me. Good, good call, Chase. Uh, Chase Two I like it, Chase. <laughs> All right, uh, Kev, you're up, right? Uh yeah, so uh just going by the criteria. Um how much action was it? I would give the edge to Indiana Jones uh Raiders of the lost art just because there was definitely moments of action in Scarface, but it seemed like like I'm knocking shit over everywhere. Uh <laughs> it seemed like like Indiana Jones was like more moments of action, you know? Um, uh, but I mean, they were close on action. How 80s was a movie? I put it literally in the middle uh, because you can't say Harrison Ford like he said without the 80s. But I, I got to go Scarface. I i mean, I know you say it gives a 70s feel, uh, but I mean, there's more of an 80s as well. Like it's 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 70s and 80s like. You know, obviously it was filmed in the 80s, it took place in the 80s, uh, it didn't take place in the 70s, uh, so, I mean, the beginning of the movie did, but not the coming up of uh, Tony gotcha. Montana, uh, but the storyline, I'm like an adventure guy, more than a, you know, drug lord kind of guy <laughs> myself, uh, so, I mean, they're, again, they're close, I'm going with Indiana Jones, Uh and it's a classic. I show my kids. I'm showing both my kids these movies. They're great movies. Uh, you know, obviously, like Jay said, later on in life, when my kids can deal, you know, with sex, drugs, and, you know, <laughs> violence, uh, people getting chainsawed in bathrooms, and yeah. you know, things like that. Uh, but you know, forgot about that scene. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, it
4: was really I, intense.
1: I'm gonna give it to Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah, I mean, I. I I love Scarface and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. But when it, when I think of this bracket, when I think of the eighties action bracket, this kind of, it tilts a little bit more towards, uh, what we're going for in my opinion. Uh, so sorry, Tony, you will not be seeing any pelicans fly, fly <laughs> pelicans. <laughs> he had that cute up ready. To he go. did. He did. <laughs> all right, Chase.
4: Oh man. All right. So action, uh, I agree and disagree with what y'all are saying. Like to me, Scarface had more action, but since it's a three hour movie, it should have more action. It's like an hour longer than Indiana (laughs) Jones. So like if it didn't have more action, it probably shouldn't be on this bracket. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like in terms of like length of movie compared to action, I guess it's Indiana Jones, but I'm not going to, I'll just give the slight edge to Tony Montana and move on from there. Um, The eighties feel, PJ really won me over last week Paul our guest really won me over when he said like Indiana Jones is the 80s yes it is set not in the 80s but like when you think of Indiana Jones you don't think oh the 40s you think 80s because yeah. that's when the Indiana Jones movies were coming out you can't hear that Indiana Jones theme song and not think like 80s Indiana Jones uh, whereas he also brought up the point like with Scarface like it's the early 80s so it still has like a pretty 70s feel. To be honest with you, man, I can't really tell the difference between the late 70s and the early 80s. I did notice when they're like at a disco, and to me, discos definitely seem more 70s. Um,
1: would you disagree with
4: that, Kev? I mean, it's kind of in the
3: early '80s, yeah. but I, it is more '70s. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's, yeah.
4: It's like not when you like think discos like think we're not 70s.
1: in the mid '80s though. Like yeah, they yeah were
5: but when you think if someone's prevalent. like, "Hey,
4: I'm going to a disco," would you be like, "Oh, it must be the 1980s," or would you be like, "Oh, it must be the 1970s?" '70s, '70s, right? Stop now it, Kevin. <laughs> you're just trolling at this point. <laughs> yeah, but look, there's still plenty of other stuff that has a very '80s feel to me in Scarface. But I'm going to give the slight edge to Indiana Jones just be Paul really won me over last week when he said Indiana Jones is the 80s. And I 100% agree with that Um, storyline. I love both these storylines. I'm with Jay where I am a sucker for like the happy ending. So like so like like movies like Blow and like and like Scarface. I love them. But like, it's tough for me to watch them a bunch because like, it's just, man, I'm just like, come on, stop fucking everything up, you dumbass. Yeah, You
3: see what they're doing wrong and you're like, stop yes. it. you know you're doing it wrong. Like, don't I'm like do you that. took
4: it. You took it a step too far, <laughs> yeah. Tony. You took it a step too far. So I'll give the slight edge to Indiana Jones classic. These are both fucking classics. Yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to deny that. I definitely plan on my son seeing both of these movies. So Uh, I mean, both have such great lines too, like the say hello to my little friend.
1: Like, come on, man. That's that's, that was was pretty good. I I don't know. was pretty good. My bad, man.
3: I feel like Leah, do you have you have a good uh, Tony uh, line?
0: Do you want to hear my my best Tony Montana impression? Yes. Yes. Say hello to my little friend.
4: (laughs) Way
0: that back.
3: was way better. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, he one upped you now, man. It's just all over.
4: I'll, I'll live. Oh. Uh, the
3: items so <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> are not These are classics. The These are classic one-liners that like people yeah, know. You know yeah. from straight away. I could quote Indiana Jones. Like nobody will have a clue what I'm talking about. I'm not right. knocking though. Yeah. I'm not knocking because I I do love Indiana Jones.
4: Yeah, to me, it's got to be Indiana Jones. Right? <laughs> sorry, I like how Leo's
3: like, I'm not knocking Indiana Jones. It's Scarface, and Chase's like, "Fuck, uh, sorry, no, I'm going Indiana Jones."
0: <laughs> no, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with my guns.
3: Sticking okay. With well, <laughs> um, so before I drop the matchup poll uh, results, we do have a voice nugget from our friend Jamie because uh, she sent me a message on the poll, and she was like. Hating on uh, Indiana Jones, saying it was Scarface. I was like, "Listen, you gotta jump on." She she was for Scarface. She was for Scarface. That's what she was saying. I was like, "Hey, you should probably check it out because it's really not as '80s as you think it is." And she she so anyways, this is her two cents on that, and also on people not dropping voice nuggets as often as (laughs) she does.
1: Hey there, guys. So. I mean, I love y'all, and I love hearing Uh, my voice on your podcast, but I know you have other fans that have some opinions on some shit that need to nut up and start leaving y'all some voice nuggies. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, cup to cup fan base. Nut up. Leave a voice nuggie. Love it. Period. (laughs) Love you, boys. So... I found myself talking a little shit on Instagram about the Scarface versus Raiders, and I watched them back to back yesterday, and uh, fuck, I was (laughs) wrong. I will say Scarface is the just epitome of the 80s, I swear, but Indy's the better action movie, so sorry, Jason, you were right, bro. I don't, oh, I don't know why she he said loves I'm sorry. Hearing that shit. Right? Right?
3: Oh
4: god, <laughs> now now his ego is gonna be like uncontrollable.
3: Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, all right. So Instagram has uh Lost Ark at 80% versus 20%. Facebook has wow. uh Raiders of Lost Ark at 75% versus 25%. Wow. And like Chris said, I hate Twitter. <laughs> they had a tie. So Chris's vote goes towards the tiebreaker, which he said later uh Raiders of Lost Ark. So Indy moves on again. That's two movies that's eee. moving on in the bracket.
4: I'm shocked it was such a blowout, though. Me too.
3: I'm shocked, actually.
4: I'm yeah. shocked. Yeah. But
3: hey. I thought it was going to be very close, but um, the closest one here, I, I mean, obviously, is Twitter, but that was a Twitter, tie. So. Yeah. Um, next week's matchup is going to be number 12, Indiana Jones of the La- uh, and The Last Crusade versus number 21, The Terminator, and number 5, Die Hard versus Romancing the Stones. Leah, have, so you have you
0: ever even seen watched Romancing
1: the Zone? Like uh, It's I worth like... watching.
0: I think I, I watched have it. watched it. I just I'm I not have. very good. I would need to like recap. I, I watched it for the first time
3: uh Friday night, and why this movie made this bracket is beyond me. <laughs> um
1: And is this gonna be the first Indiana Jones movie to lose in the brackets? Because I feel like
3: I think so. Leah, who do you have? I. uh, uh if you had to pick last crusade versus
0: the terminator, you know what? The, I'm probably going to have like the most like unpopular opinion again, but I would go terminator because of the time I feel like it was just so again, iconic. It's something that people refer to now quote all the time. And it just launched Arnie, didn't it? So the mm-hmm. guy's a legend.
3: I think, I think you're right. I, we won't go into it. We'll, we'll save our, our opinions. Jose on it. will
4: fact check us. But,
3: um, I think what you're, I think what you're saying now is going to move on with this bracket. The iconic like sayings is important. Like I think that's going to be like a tiebreaker on something it really is. important because you are right. Like remembering quotes from movies is super important.
0: I think that also you've got to think about your audience and their age groups because mm-hmm. they would definitely have an influence on them. Because I would definitely think a much younger audience would choose a Indiana Jones over a Scarface. Yeah. Um, I might instant would go indiana jones but my educated would go scarface
3: (laughs) so coming up next we have this is where we fucked up and before i play that we had a father's day episode um last week and two dads dropped a nugget about that um beard was sweet so thank you Henry beard josh called me out um because i have a i've been considered uh cocky when it comes to my future unborn child you uh, yeah no. so basically to give you context okay. of this i said i'm gonna have my infant the the one year or the one day old child is gonna be on a schedule and all my dads here kevin <laughs> chase everybody keeps laughing at me like you good luck it's not gonna happen mm-hmm. so uh let me drop these uh voice nuggets and then we'll get into this is where we fucked up where jose uh fact checks our last episode so here's our boy henderbeard
1: Hey guys,
4: Henderbeard here. Just wrapped up the Father's Day episode. Great, great episode. All the dads crushed it. Chase, your dad, over the top, man. Over the top. Uh, Guy had me in tears, man. (laughs) Keep up the great work. Talk to you guys soon. Fatherhood is awesome. Happy Father's Day, guys.
3: And congrats again, Henderbeard. He just had a baby Congrats. boy?
4: Yes, Uh, I think so. Hendry, you, you can fact
3: check me. I apologize. I think actually it's a baby girl. It's a baby girl. Um, congrats! Uh, and here's our buddy Josh, who's also a father. <laughs> 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 oh, Jason, you goddamn retard! You think you can get your kid on a schedule and show everyone else? Yeah, you're gonna figure it out. Yeah.
1: However, five months down the road, you just nod your head to Kevin because you know he was right. You can't control
3: any of that shit. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, you're going to be the
1: one guy to crack the code. Right on, right on. I also
4: love he's clearly driving. (laughs) Like the wind and like the blinker. He's
3: probably surfing. He's uh, he's a brilliant artist, Leah, um, out of uh, Jack's Beach. Uh, I have some of his art in my house, and he's probably like at the beach surfing in the middle of it, listening to our podcast. So (laughs) that was awesome. Alright, um, this is Where We Fucked Up by our buddy,
2: Jose. What is up, my people? It is time, once again, for another edition of This Is Where We Fucked Up, the weekly segment on the podcast where I call out the mistakes of the previous week. PJ parked the car at the bar and joined the boys (laughs) for episode 82. The Pope of the 80s brought his knowledge from the 80s Forever and Ever social media page Jason has been spamming for months. Those who know me know how much I love baseball so I really appreciated Paul giving us an all baseball themed 7 minutes in heaven never thought I'd thank a chaut for talking baseball but these are some unprecedented times that we're living in any fuck ups Jason has in today's segment are here and forgiven as he totally redeemed himself by bringing on Leah and her lovely accent on the show today <laughs> Leah welcome to the show and thank you for not being from boston Coming at you one last time from the Sunshine State, this is where we fucked up in episode 82. Chris, you didn't fuck up. I just wanted to thank you for your would you rather because you made Paul say fox multiple times. <laughs> Chase and Jason, you fucked up by not paying attention to the way Paul with little effort, effort and fucks to give one named that show last week. You were wondering how quick he answered, and it wasn't even close, as he answered five seconds into the Happy Days theme song, and a full two seconds ahead before Chase so confidently answered (laughs) that, oh my, he really thought he won! It was hilarious! (laughs) I mean, come on. Oh, jeez, what a loser. Didn't we all think I won? Nope. Paul, welcome to the family. You fucked up when talking about Scarface when you mentioned the movie wasn't very 80s because it came out in 1980 or 81, but Scarface was released on December 9th, 1983, practically in 1984. You also (laughs) fucked up by hating on the Astros for cheating when your pack of cheating bums Red Sox also cheated and got caught for stealing signs. Whoops! Go Yanks! Has anybody noticed that Kevin hasn't fucked up in a few weeks now? Someone has a nice little street going. Well, that's it for this week. Today is June 30th, the last day of Pride Month. And if you are listening to the show on its release date, which you should, then you need to know that you have until the end of the day today to grab your cup-to-cup Cup Pride shirt from our merch store and have 20% of your purchase donated to The Trevor Project, the world's largest suicide prevention organization for LGBTQ youth. So go to cup2cuplife.com slash merch and get one now. Don't miss next week's segment when Mayor Adams will be joining me from a U-Haul somewhere in North Carolina on my way to my new home in the Big Apple. If I missed anything, slide into my DMs at mm. jose 14 on Instagram. And until next week, peace!
1: I am pretty much Mr. perfect, I think. What do you think? <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: guys with everything being closed up and summer being here there's a small chance that nobody has seen your balls in a few months do not let this ruin your first ball interaction would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut no you wouldn't manscape is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience the Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life or summer. I don't know, whenever you go out. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essential Kit. Go on manscaped.com. And go check it out. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0, water-resistant cordless trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with a crop preserver and crop reviver. Spread it on my face once too, guys. It's actually quite pleasant. The 3.0 also comes with a cool little light. I don't know why you would need to shave in really, really dark areas, but if you do, you got a light. So that's cool too. So treat yourself for making it through all of quarantine to summer with the lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use code cup to cup, lowercase, cup to cup. Please guys, every time you guys buy something, it helps us and then they keep running ads and then we don't have to like pay for a lot of stuff and our wives will love us. Rant's over. Guys, please check it out, manscaped.com, use code cup to cup, lowercase, and buy yourself something, treat yourself all right so we're gonna wrap up this episode with fill in the blank that's just three questions super easy super fun uh let me hit this uh intro and we'll get into it
4: it's time for fill in the blank three blanks one answer two guys wait one answer there's two of us why is there only one answer who's answering Uh, i don't get it Ah, fuck it.
3: All right, Leah. So, this question obviously, you've already beaten, going to be hopefully 10. Uh, but this is blank is a Guinness book of world records that I think I'd have the best chance of beating. Is there one out there that you might. That's your eye on. Yeah, yeah. Like Kevin said, you have your eye on it. Um,
0: yes. Uh, the fastest time to eat three waffles is on my it's on my to-do list okay
1: do you know what the time is
0: uh time to be to 60 seconds 60 seconds eat <laughs> three waffles seems doable right you're yeah. not allowed any drink with it though i
4: was about to say do your hands have to be like tied behind your back or something
0: uh no i think you can use both hands the waffles do have to be 15 centimeters diameter um and that's it Sir? Really? Yeah, they need to be commercially available and, and pretty big. But apart from that, I I think I got it. I am not sure, but I I'm yeah. gonna try.
3: Um, speaking of that, I noticed in the in the videos you have like there other people have water. You have like a colored juice. Like it's been a different color. I've seen like pink and maybe blue. What what's that about?
0: Uh, it's a vitamin water. It's just okay. a like a sugar-free vitamin water, and I only use it because sometimes just the plain water will not helped with flavor fatigue but then if i was to have something that was calorie free because obviously save as many calories as i can but then still has some sort of level of goodness in it then i figured it was going to help how are you with chugging like drinks
3: <laughs> i'm pretty good i am not- she's got videos i haven't seen any of the videos of you chugging
0: i i'm definitely not great at them because i don't try to chug but it's It's something that has been requested and it's something that I should probably like try to do a little bit more, but it's very uncomfortable to be full of liquid more than being full of food. Oh, I'm sure. All right.
1: Can you do me a favor and tell me what kind of water that was again?
0: It's just called (laughs) vitamin water.
3: Like the- He's looking for you to say vitamin instead of vitamin. I love it. Yeah, I think it. he yes. likes alcohol. I love oh. your accent. <laughs>
1: we, we just say vitamins here.
0: Yeah. You say it incorrectly. It's vitamin. Yeah. yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs>
3: I'm sure on so many levels, we do so many things wrong over here. Yeah. Let's yeah. Not just say vitamins that. over here.
0: Aluminium. Aluminium.
1: Aluminium. You say aluminum?
0: Yeah. I know. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you didn't know that, Kev? No, no. Yeah, did you not know? You, you say so. I watch the I watch the
1: English Premier League. They don't ever say that on there. Yeah, they talk about it
4: on Parks and Rec too. There's like a Parks and Rec episode where they do it.
0: And we say mirror instead of mirror, and I know that you say mirror instead of mirror. uh
1: I sometimes, say mirror. depending on whether I'm watching Snow White or not. <laughs> and
0: water is the other one. I guess vit- vitamin water is like it's really. It's odd. beautiful. That's
1: why I wanted you to say it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, creepy ass uh, Kevin. What, yeah, sorry. You What's a record you're gonna break or could break?
1: Uh, me? Yeah, you. Anything that has to do with steak, boy. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> it is.
3: Could so, you know. do this? Could you do the uh, challenge that Leah did? What was it? Sixty three ounces? pounds. Was it?
1: Was it three pounds?
0: It was a six pound, six pound steak
1: yeah i could probably knock that out uh i don't know how long it took you but it would take me about half that time
0: 13 minutes it took me there's no Uh, way i mean straight up it was like the most like i was so shook afterwards i was like i can't i beat randy santel and randy santel's record was like 19 minutes and i did it in 13 minutes
1: that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's not like that's that's absolutely destroying a record. That's not even like. <laughs> it's certainly not crazy. human. Uh, but yeah, I could beat that record, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so She's like, no, you don't. So like, uh, no, yeah, no just sense. invite
4: us to watch, Kev.
3: All right, Chase, what
4: do you got? Yeah, uh, I'm not talented, so I need one that like doesn't require a lot of talent. So I'm gonna do one. Uh, I looked up like the easiest and like laziest ones on on Google. So there's one it's a, it involves like passing a a basketball or a soccer ball around your leg as many times as you can in 30 seconds. I'm doing that. Sick. Yeah, I think I could do that. It's 60. It's I think it's 62 times in 30 seconds and you can't drop the ball. Can you, can you move your leg like that? You don't have to move the leg. You're moving the ball around your leg
0: don't think that i am agile enough to do that I, like you'd have to have incredible hand-eye coordination and a lot of practice i'm thinking like michael jordan probably holds the record
1: it's until uh, chase gets it
4: yeah <laughs> yeah. until yeah i mean me and michael jordan are pretty much like on par on same, with our yeah. with our talents oh yeah so yeah easy stuff. i actually taught him a lot of stuff <laughs> you
1: <know>. like what <laughs> give us one
4: thing um uh how to shoot a basketball oh okay okay. yeah yeah bullshit
1: impressive (laughs)
3: um i didn't look up the guinness record for chicken nuggets but i feel like that's the closest thing (laughs) i can do (laughs) i love chicken nuggets i can eat a lot of chicken nuggets it's unhealthy amount of chicken nuggets do i think I, i i can realistically do this no uh i don't think i'd come close i think it's something outrageous i'm sure but that'd probably be the closest like
0: thing i could probably do Yeah, chicken nuggets. I did a hundred chicken nugget challenge a few months ago now. I think it took me like, I want to say like 12 minutes to eat a hundred. Something like that. It took a lot longer than I thought it was going to anyway.
3: I got a random question about this and it's serious, but it sounds funny. Um, Is there such thing um, when it comes to like world records to have like eating world records? to have like a performance enhancing drug for let's say someone that comes Ooh, up like super super stone like let's say they smoked and they got the munchies do they test for things like that
0: okay so no oh. i have never been tested for anything <laughs> okay. i have obviously never done any kind of yeah. like performance enhancing yeah. <laughs> anything ever yeah. <laughs> um imagine if i had though shit i'd be like another level but um, <laughs> i have been told that there is a what do they call it they called it a peptide there's a peptide that you can take which increases your appetite so i wait for my natural appetite to kick in so i i actually fast before i go into a challenge so i'll fast for sort of 24 hours and then i'll do a challenge and then i'll be fine and i'll kind of wait until my appetite kicks back in before i start eating again but this peptide kicks up your appetite so it makes you sort of more ready to eat quicker what i assume that it does is that it probably processes food far quicker but i don't know and then i think there's something else aside from that that was mentioned to me years ago by another bodybuilder um but i think it's something again with um it's it's for appetite enhancement but i don't need that
2: (laughs) obviously
3: (laughs) um all right so blank was the most inappropriate time you've ever laughed uh chase you go first
4: I laugh inappropriately like 24 seven. So mm-hmm. this is hard to come up with like one instance. Uh, I know at our last tailgate, you were like uh, one wheeling around mm-hmm. and my drunken asshole self, like pushed you off the one wheel. <laughs> and I'm told you almost seriously injured yourself and almost broke your one wheel. And uh, I laughed at you. <laughs> yep. So it hilarious. yeah. Yeah. So that would probably be it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if
3: you like know know what a one wheel is, Leo, but it's basically a motorized like skateboard. Uh, that's really what it looks like. Um, yeah. Super easy uh, to ride and stuff. But yeah, you have to hold your balance. And like Chase just like just drunkly like tries to trip me, and I like fall off. And I'm like, what the hell? I don't man. even He's really just, like, remember doing at my that. like destruction. Yeah. I'm like, these are what friends are for.
4: Yeah, my bad, bro.
3: Leah, you were like look like you were very hard thinking over there. Like
0: yeah, because I'm am th- thinking I I don't like to see other people get hurt. So my yeah. instant reaction is is fear for them as opposed to like laughing at the situation. I laugh oh God, when I'm nervous. So if I was ever in a situation where I was like nervous like a uh, an interview or I was doing something that meant a lot to me, I laugh. And I, I find probably the most inappropriate is when I'm like, when I'm lifting, when I'm at the gym and I'm failing, and I like start laughing because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, sh- like, shit, I'm going to, I'm going to drop. <laughs> so I just end up being like, oh, oh dear. Um, and so yeah, I do have like really odd little moments with myself where I just think I get to a point of like failing or, or at the kind of end of my ability to do something and I start laughing because I'm, I'm not capable to do it and yeah, weird, oh. right?
3: uh i can relate i laugh when i'm in pain so like if something hurts a lot or if like i'm getting a deep tissue massage and it hurts i start laughing okay it, like, exactly yeah. that exactly so that that too. i get that 100 so emily knows like if if i fall down or if i twist something and i start like laughing like oh my god this is really painful she's like okay <laughs> yeah. this, isn't oh, like- this isn't good this so isn't good yeah get that. <laughs> so this is exactly me i was so relatable same thing um For my, like, most awkward moment of me laughing or inappropriate time, and unfortunately, um, I was in Boy Scouts, and someone's, um, I think it was grandfather, he was kind of part of the the Boy Scouts, he passed away. It was an open casket, and I've never been there for that, like, never seen that. I was very young. I was maybe, like, 9 or 10 years old, and I was in there. And, like, I think it maybe was, like, the whole thing of me, like, when I'm in pain, like, I start laughing, and, like, I just started, like, I had this giggles when I saw the dead body and it was like I had to leave. I like walked out and like everyone knew like right away I was young and they didn't, they didn't blame me, but I felt so bad. I didn't ever went back into the funeral, but I just kept giggling and I, and I didn't know why, but I think it was because I saw a dead body and I just kept giggling and giggling and giggling. And was,
4: so that's why you got kicked I think out of the It's just
0: voice, a guys. nervous reaction. And some people just have that. I, I, yeah. I it's relatable
1: yeah you are giving him too much credit he's just an asshole yeah it <laughs> it's true true
3: true i am an asshole but on top of that it doesn't help as, as well <laughs> um all right kev what do you got
1: uh so when i was in high school like we went to we ate, we were in the lunch room and uh i had ordered some cookies because we got subway and subway came with cookies these cookies were like peanut butter cookies and i didn't want it that day so This girl was like, "Can I have your cookie?" And I was like, "Sure." And I gave it to her. She's allergic to peanut butter, come to find out. Uh, So, she like started like choking, and I thought she was joking. And I started laughing. I was like, "Is it that bad? Like, come on, like, take it easy." And then she was like, "Is this like peanut butter?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's fucking peanut butter. It's fucking good, isn't it? You like that?" And then she's oh. like, I'm allergic to peanut butter. And everybody's like, she's allergic to peanut butter. And I was like, how the fuck was that? No, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh my is she God. alive? Can we at least... Uh, no, she died that day. No, I'm just alive. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby was like,
3: take me out of this podcast when we're not
1: putting it in.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: no, uh, she is very much alive. Nicole, I'm sorry about that. Thank
0: God. Nicole, we're glad that you're good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. All right, last question. Uh, blank is something you eat that most people just don't like. Um, Case, you
4: go. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Jason, Kevin, and I, and Chris also worked at a restaurant together. So that was a time where, like, I would experiment with like trying different foods together. So I tried a lot of interesting combinations. Uh, Jose. Uh, a friend of ours who also worked there actually got me eating loaded baked potato soup and chili together that was actually delicious uh oh it's so good man Sounds so good fine. uh but the weirdest one for me was old town later on in my tenure had a thing called the super sand it was a grouper sandwich with grilled peppers and onions uh lettuce coleslaw uh and i would then and feta cheese and i would then add tartar sauce and bam sauce With so bam sauce? yeah bam sauce is like ranch and buffalo mixed that's a lot of sauce so you got tartar. it was a lot bro oh I, I had to cut it all up, man you couldn't eat you couldn't eat the sandwich without cutting oh it, it
1: wasn't up. you didn't eat it in sandwich form huh?
4: i had to cut it up you couldn't man you could literally if you tried first of all it's like exploding and then it's like sauce to the max yeah it just sounds it like so a slob good. burger man oh or a so slob good. Sandwich, really. it was incredible i miss it
3: um all right before you go Kev, i'll do my minutes real quick and i think most people will agree that i'm weird um you know bruised up bananas like brown Bro, i remember love them. That shit about you I love them like they <laughs> can so be they can, the whole banana can be brown and i would eat it in intense. well seconds.
4: that makes them sweeter doesn't it
3: yeah but it's the texture that throws everybody off and uh, so like sliminess. Like, yeah emily sees me yeah. like there's one bruise on it my wife's like i'm out don't even put it near me and i'm like <laughs> oh, all right bring it on but like i will eat a bruised banana from top to bottom and it's not a big deal to me
1: i'll never forget the day that i walked into his kitchen like when we well, not when we first met but a little bit down the road and i was like why didn't you throw away this banana this thing's nasty in there like what are you what are you keeping this thing for he's like what banana and i was like this one right here like these this little bundle right there, it's all brown and nasty what are you keeping these around for he's like oh no those are good those are really good actually that's perfect right there and i was like i would have thrown that thing away like weeks ago
0: i'm a big advocate for not throwing out food like i will make something from it so if i did have like super old very bruised up like juicy bananas they would go into a cake or they would go into a loaf or I'd make something with it. Right. Um, but w- with you on that, bruised bananas, I'd, I'd eat it. I It absolutely does not bother me whatsoever. Weird things that I do, uh, there's loads, like I, loads, but I think the ones that people comment on the most is that I will eat an apple core. Like I will eat the entirety of an apple, everything apart from like the stem and yeah. I'll chuck the stem, eat the core. And I also eat kiwis whole. I will just bite the, sh- the hard end and I will just eat the skin because all the nutrients of kiwis and actually all the goodness is in the skin. And I started eating it and people were like, oh, but isn't it furry? I'm like, <laughs> I guess it's, it. you get over the texture. It's like an apple skin yep. almost. And you know, man up, it's good for you, you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might as well just eat the stem at that point.
0: Right. Uh, I don't think that your body can digest it. I think that's why I just don't worry about
1: all that.
3: (laughs) All right, Kevin, what's a weird thing you're eating, man?
1: I mean, everybody knows like in our group, nobody likes tomatoes. Like they think that they're disgusting. I love tomatoes. Like, like I'll slice them up. We've talked about this many times. I'll slice them up, put a little salt and pepper on them. Uh, Also, people think I'm weird because I like mushrooms a lot. I love mushrooms a lot of people don't like mushrooms uh so those are my two things i mean i don't it's not one particular food but you know
0: olives and pickles i love both i love pickles like i'm such a fiend for like vegetables like i like across the board and my my boyfriend hates tomatoes and like i terrorize him with it because i'm like how like they are exactly
4: so gross It's all these guys here
0: they look beautiful. I want to
3: like them. I want to want to like have a tomato and eat one and every time. And I, I did a video like a couple days ago. I haven't posted it. And I tried one after like four years. I'm like, all right, maybe my taste buds have matured and I, I like a tomato. But Hell they don't. no.
0: No, I just <laughs> gag. Is it flavor or texture?
3: Flavor. Th- texture is never. I mean, obviously, I don't think texture bothers me across the board. Um, But it's the flavor. I cannot get over the flavor. It's really you weird to me. You say
1: you don't like that little juice. But uh, it's like gross. In the seas. Like that's that's my favorite part.
0: I love uh I can't like my passion is just gonna come spilling out in a minute. Like I <laughs> absolutely love like I mean I was brought up with a mum that's such a foodie and such a chef and she's from Latin America, so like fresh chopped tomatoes go in and on everything, but it's just such a pleasure. Salt, pepper, extra virgin olive oil, you're good. Like it's t- perfect. <laughs> so good. No, <laughs> chase the ball like no. no, 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 no <laughs> you are no. wrong.
4: <laughs> I literally took my headphones. I took my headphones out when Kevin was describing eating tomatoes. I didn't <laughs> want to hear that. Okay, so I, I knew to, he was gonna say it.
0: I need to disclose something to all of you. So, uh, I did the world record for the most tomatoes eaten in one minute, and it was just approved. So the video will be going up very soon. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> that's awesome and it's tomatoes that's like of too course perfect that of is too it perfect is. literally like whole whole salad tomatoes like, like oh whole. wow <laughs> nope no nope. big do, ones i want to watch it and then
2: record
5: i don't my think reaction i can watch while that while one. you're <laughs> eating
3: it because you're gonna see me just be like mm-hmm. do it you mm-hmm. can put it as a segment on the show and yeah, yeah, see <laughs> yeah. what you listeners to. that's things. awesome that is awesome
0: so oh, that yeah. is cool
3: Um, well, that's a perfect time because now at this point, um, we're going to let you plug away, let everyone know where to find you on Instagram, YouTube, all your channels that you're on, um, fell it out for them as well too. Uh, and then we'll put it in the show notes and link it out too um but yeah this is this is your time to shine here
0: thank you so much Uh, thank you all so much for listening my name is leah shutkiva l-e-a-h is my first name and shutkiva s-h-u-t-k-e-v-e-r is my last pretty much search me in google i'm the only one in the world and you can find me i'm on youtube uh, where i upload every week i've got an instagram account where i do more up-to-date posts and updates i have a facebook page if you're more of a facebook watcher i upload videos on there too and i'm also an occasional tweeter now and again Nice.
3: there you go i like it um before kevin wraps it up and i'll say it probably 13 times before we end it thank you again for um jumping on yeah. honestly Thanks like for
0: having me, guys.
3: You being in, in the UK and the time zone and you making yeah. the time to come out here and spending two hours talking to four stra- or three strangers you've never met in your life, I truly appreciate it.
0: It's a pleasure. I'm glad we could work something out.
3: Yeah, I appreciate for it. For sure. Uh, so, Kevin, on that note, wrap it up. I'm sure it's not going to sound as great as what she just said,
1: but... No, <laughs> way. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, episode number 83. We are officially worldwide now. I mean, we're in the UK now. Let's go. Uh, So, you guys, uh, make sure that you're continuing to check out our website, cup2cuplife.com. There you can find uh, everything, literally links to our social media. You can find our blog, our merchandise. Uh, You can leave a voice nugget like Jamie, again, she said, step it up, or she said, nut up. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so nut up everybody leave a voice nugget and uh you can also check out our brackets our movie brackets that are going on right now uh i don't believe there was any upsets today but you know uh maybe next week yeah. wait indiana above jones the lot league, yeah finally goes down when indiana jones movie's going down next week i guarantee yeah uh, guarantee yep. guarantee mm. that
3: was nicely put kev i like that thank you yeah well, yeah uh again like i said leah i am yes completely thank grateful you, yeah. for you jumping on and spending the time thank you so yes, much yes thank um, you for coming on my pleasure guys. and
4: now i'm very hungry so
1: yeah, I, yeah. i'm actually yeah i haven't <laughs> had lunch yet so
3: I'm sorry. go and enjoy
4: nice all right <laughs> yes thanks guys yeah bye
2: bye